Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast? Try out Anchor. We use Anchor to post our episodes and it offers so many amazing benefits. First of all, it's completely free to use. Yes, I said free. It also helps you so you can upload your episodes straight from your app or your dashboard, which makes it super convenient and a one-stop shop. Anchor is a Spotify program, so that means your show will post to Spotify automatically. You also have the option to post to any other platform through the RSS feed. This gives you full range of all the podcast platforms to get your show out there. The best part is that Anchor gives you all of the analytics directly linked to their platform, so you can post, edit, and track your show's progress all in one place. Try Anchor today for free at anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. sound so sad i don't know <laughs> creepies and freakies <laughs> welcome back to the in the nick of crime podcast i think we're a podcast still <laughs> I don't know. it's been rough i was hella sick yeah like hella sick i haven't yeah. been that sick in a hot minute yeah and poor michelle mm-hmm. i was like i can't be around you <laughs> yeah well and i was sick. also having a mental breakdown so there is that too it was all like the same time <laughs> yeah it was great <laughs> i'm still not quite over it mm-hmm. i got put on steroids as we talked about i have an inhaler i have all kinds of stuff now yep oh your girl is not healthy <laughs> well the air quality here is not helping anything oh either <laughs> poor canada stop being on fire you're sending all the smoke to us yes stop we're that very sorry that you were on fire though i know it's we just... feel you because colorado is usually always on fire right so. when well, we were just saying like it's been raining here for pretty much a week straight and it's like we're actually we were hoping we could just enjoy non-smoky air for a while and then we get smoke from another fire it just struggle bus man struggle bus so as us asthmatic kids are having a great time (laughs) oh my god my asthma's out of control Mm -hmm. anyway um we're a true crime podcast. <laughs> and we I used to say we're a weekly, but what the fuck are we? Uh, we oh are gosh. really trying, you guys, to get back on weekly. It did Yeah, not... we literally had it planned yeah. to record on our old day, and then Court got sick. And I then, got stupid sick. Yeah. And then I was losing my mind. <laughs> so. It's okay. <laughs> I lost my mind like two weeks before that, yeah. so it's fine. It's great. We were talking okay. on Friday about how we just kind of like... Ping pong. <laughs> yeah, one of us is like mentally sick and the other one's in a really good place and yeah. then it, we flip. Yep. And it works really well. Yep. <laughs> and yep. that's not sarcasm. That's true Right, honesty. exactly. Like, it really I works. was like holding it down for a long time and I was like, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And no. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's what it does though. You yeah. go through like a period of time where you're like, I finally got this. Yep. And then it's like, oh no, bitch. Slap. Reality yep. check. Yep. Like get it together. <laughs> yeah. I like full on meltdown last Friday and I, I just went so to bed. Bad. <laughs> I felt so bad when you were messaging me at work. I was like, I, I can't I was, do anything. Because Courtney and I were like all up in each other's business and at work, I was like trying to like ask, I don't even remember. It was like I was trying to ask you something. You were asking me to do something, something yeah, for you. But I was like, 
don't take anything I'm saying personally. <laughs> and I really wasn't. I was I like, know. what are you talking about? I don't care. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, what am I taking personally? And you're right. like, I'm having a really bad day. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. What can I do? And you're like, nothing. And I was like, okay, but I feel really bad. And I'm like across town from you. And I can't like come over and just hug you. So I'm just going to sit here and try to help you yeah. at work. <laughs> So all that to say, it's been a struggle, but hopefully now Court will be on the up and up with her sickness, and I'm just trying to, I mean, this whole week I've just been focusing so much on my mental health, self-care, everything, so I'm just trying to make new habits for myself and weed out what's not healthy for me. <laughs> it's funny that you say that. I was going to tell you, our our lead listens to our podcast. She's a big fan of mm-hmm. ours. And I had my one-on-one with her yeah. on Wednesday, I think. I think it was Thursday because I think yeah. mine was Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and she was like, I need you both to get your mental health under control because I haven't had a new episode for like three weeks. And I was like... <laughs> right now we're working on it and she's like i need you to get work under control like stop stressing about work and i was like (laughs) she's like it's so funny she's like i'm just kidding but really i haven't had an episode in like three weeks (laughs) i do love that we have like our base like ride or die listeners because it's like we always our listens i don't know because i don't know if it's a conspiracy theory but we post on anchor and ever since they changed to spotify for podcasters our listens have been like terrible and i know like our consistency is not good right now so yeah. I know that's playing a factor in it but either way we have like our baseline and it's like we always hit at least that so I know we've yeah. got like our core group of people <laughs> that listen that love us and we appreciate you guys we do we do <laughs> anyways <laughs> um we don't have anything to cover because nothing's going on in our lives people think we don't exist anymore and that's okay we're trying. Oh, I have a lot to cover, but it's going into scoops and lore and not cool. this. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So we're covering it when we record lore. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so, yeah. Let's take it away with some weekly Fuckery. non-fuckery. I, I don't even know where to start with this other than to say that Letitia Stalk was found guilty on all charges. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch the trial like you did, but I did watch live the sentencing and I can't tell you when the judge came back with what he had to say first off one of the most powerful speeches I've ever heard a judge say like don't don't do it don't do it (laughs) just don't do it it. (laughs) (laughs) seriously amazing judge amazing what he had to say um but when that first guilty and then gave her a life sentence I started crying. I was like sobbing. I was like, fuck, yes. And then he hits her with the second life sentence, both with no parole. And mm-hmm. then he hits her with the full amount on her last two charges. And yeah. I was like, I, ca- I could not have asked for a better fucking day. Right. Yeah, because they tried so hard to say that she was mentally insane at the time of his death. And there was one of the interviews with, I think it was freaking Dorothy Lewis. Oh my gosh. It turned it into a circus. I was so mad. The testimony uh, from Dorothy Lewis, who was the one person that thought that she had dissociative identity disorder or was, like, mentally insane at the time. Uh-huh. Um, or clinically <clears throat> insane, I should say. But her whole... She was on the stand for, like, a day and a half, and it was a mess. But they were replaying taped interviews that Letitia and Dr. Lewis had. And Letitia, like, mimicked the sound of Gannon's last breath. I remember. Yeah. And Gannon's mom had to leave. leave. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. But I was, um, 
I was talking about it. I was posting on our Instagram and our Twitter while the sentencing was happening while we were waiting. Yeah. Um, Lisa Marie <laughs> Emery from Coffee and Crime. Yeah. She's like, I've only been following this case through your guys' updates. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I love her. I love She's me precious. Me so much. Uh, her episodes are so good, too. They and are. her accent oh is like, oh. I, I told her, I was like, I could listen. I think I told her something like, I would listen to you narrate a book, and she's like, oh my gosh, why? And I'm like, I just love listening oh, to you talk. She has talk. such, like, an awesome, like, soothing voice, but, yeah. like, her accent kind of yeah, makes it a little bit raspy, like, right. and it's just, like, it's so comforting. Like, I yeah. feel like it's, a, like, a warm blanket around my soul. Yeah, yeah. agreed. <laughs> I love, love her. You. We love you, Rich Dance. We do. You need Big to listen stance. to her podcast if you don't. It's great. Yes. I'll link it. In the in bio. The bio. <laughs> I, girl, I asked you to send me your trailer. Like, two times. And oh. I don't think you did. <laughs> and I know you listen. So send it on over, girl. And then it could crampockets at gmail.com. Boom. <laughs> so I can properly love you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we haven't actually had anyone in ours. We should do it again. Oh, and I think the really cool part about it was when the judge was talking mm-hmm. and he even proved what we have said over and over and over again about having this disorder of having multiple personalities mm-hmm. and he's like I have literally had trials with people who yes. have this problem and he's like you don't understand how these people are he's like right. they're terrified because they cannot remember a time exactly. in their life he's like not once did you show that you were terrified and you somehow knew what you were doing exactly no they know that they don't know what happened right. and they're scared because they can't recall that time in their right. life the way she was trying to portray it was like she was so cognizant. It's like she's just in the background, and no, I'm like, I, that's not how it works. I'm, I I don't know a lot about dissociative identity disorder, but what I do know is like that personality completely takes over. Yes, it does. And she's just making a mockery of people that actually suffer from this disorder, mm-hmm. and how convenient it was that Maria Sanchez and Taylor and Jasmine and whoever the fuck else didn't exist. Until she decided that she was going to plead not guilty mm-hmm. by reason of insanity. And, furthermore, that didn't even happen until November. Mm-hmm. This past November. Just months before the trial started. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy Lewis, Dr. Dorothy Lewis, I don't want to be defamatory, but she was supposed to have all of her discovery and her report in, I think, like, 30 days. 30 days, Before yeah. the trial. And she did not. And It the took DA, her, like, three months, didn't it? Until the I judge so, finally yeah. was like, if you do not get me this right. report... Right. You are going to have to come to me and tell me why right. you're not giving it exactly. to me. Exactly. And they could have, the state could have easily said, you missed your deadline. You cannot yeah. testify. You cannot put in your report. But they didn't. But I just know, like, Michael Allen, the, our district attorney, he he could have easily passed this case off. Oh, easily. Because he didn't have to, he didn't have to try it. Mm-mm. And him and the prosecutor, um, Mr. Young, they... Like, their whole souls went into this case. Oh. And, like, he made such a bond with Al and Landon, Gannon's yep. parents. Like, he, they had a press conference after, and he was like, I love you both. And it was just, oh, my gosh. It yeah. just... He truly cared. And, yeah. like, he, he was Gannon's backbone the entire time. Yes. He came in with his ribbon for Gannon yep. every day. He, he came some in... Kind of blue some kind of, some kind mm-hmm. of blue every day, guys. Yep. This man was on a mission yep. to get this woman in prison and to serve time for everything that she had done to this yep. little boy. And Absolutely. he did that. Absolutely. I, when they, oh my gosh, like, I know, like, you know, whether you're the praying type or whatever else, if you talk to a higher power in any sense, 
that's what I was doing. Oh, absolutely. And I was sitting, I remember, because I was, we are still working, obviously, but I'm <laughs> yeah, sitting at my desk, and I just have my head down, and I'm just waiting until this comes through, and I, like, when they read that first one, like, my body was shaking. Oh, I, I was sobbing so hard. Yeah, I was, I was crying really hard, too. I was <sighs> like, holy shit, and yeah. I almost missed his second one, because right. I was crying right. so hard, I couldn't hear. Yeah. And I had to, like, Absolutely. crank my, my little dot up, because that's what I use, and yep. I had to crank it up, because I couldn't hear it over myself. Right. <laughs> but she is already transferred to the par- Department of Corrections, so yep. she's officially in prison, mm-hmm. not too far from Colorado Springs, unfortunately, but she's no, but in she's prison. in an all women's prison, which I yeah. think is even better in mm-hmm. my opinion because Good I have been chill. told by people on the inside because I unfortunately know quite a few people on the inside uh, that women are worse than men. Yep, when it comes to child killers, yep, thousand percent. She's going to hate her life. Yep, every day, absolutely, <clears throat> and they're gonna make sure she does. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and her daughter. I want her to have peace. Like oh. I was so happy that judge warner spoke about on behalf of harley as well but i just want to say like she's just she's so strong yes and she's literally like not even like i feel like she completely wrote her mother out of her life and oh yeah it's a hard thing to do and i seriously like i can't even imagine Mm -mm. having that but even then i mean i follow her on social media and it's just been you know she just is going it's one on of those things too that people have to, to remember like people like that or like even you know my niece's mom right mm-hmm. they don't just lose that person that right. died they also lose that person right that did the killing right that's her mom and she lost her mm-hmm. brother as well exactly so you have to remember like she's strong she got up right. on that st- on that stand and literally went to the defense of the defense right right defense the defense of the defense? No. No. The defense of the prosecution. Thank you. Prosecution. I was like, that's not right, she Courtney. She did not defend her mother. No. Opposite. Right. Um, and literally looked her mother in the face. Her mother mm-hmm. wasn't looking at her in the eyes because right. she wouldn't look up from the desk yeah. at all. But whatever. Right. I digress. But And literally put her mother right. in her place and was like, and I'm done. Like, right. this is it. And Judge Warner even said she had nothing to do with this because so many people tried to say she knows more than she's letting on. She had a hand in it, whatever. She was so young when it happened. I mean, she's still very young. Like, truthfully, you don't know shit at that age. And I guarantee you she had no clue what was really going on. Her mom controlled her entire life. So she knew better than to ask questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the fact that Judge Warner just put that out Mm -hmm. there finally and, like, I hope that people can just let this girl... Have her have peace. her life, yeah. But she posted, I think, the day of sentencing. She posted a picture of her in canon and Aww. said, "I love you, Angel." That's precious. Yeah. And to end this, because it's very long intro, uh, it has been. It has been as every long as time. This case has been going on. But yeah. the really cool thing that I saw later, you saw right as it happened, was mm-hmm. after sentencing. Colorado got rain. Colorado mm-hmm. Springs got rain. Mm-hmm. And in the neighborhood that Gannon was actually killed in, mm-hmm. there there's a sign, a huge sign for Gannon out in front. Neighborhoods have, like, um, stone statue, like, things that show, yeah, like, the name like of the, the neighborhood. Yeah, like, the entryway And sign. so it shows, like, his sign, and then above it is this ginormous, beautiful rainbow. Mm-hmm. It was the coolest thing I think I've yeah. ever seen. When there are people on the Facebook pages that I'm in that were posting around the country that had rainbows oh, at the same time. It gives me the chills. That's awesome. Yes. I just do. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like the thunderstorm started while they were having yep. the press conference. Like you could hear it in the background. Yep. 
and it's just like, oh, oh my god, my whole body is like, <laughs> yes, I just have chills everywhere. My ears are ringing. <laughs> ah, my left one. <laughs> but it's just like that baby finally got oh, the justice that he needed. Finally. I'm not gonna cry. Don't do it. You got this. Um, but it was just like it was beautiful. Not, it was seriously. It was a win. It was a hell of a yes. win that day. Yes. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. That woman is never leaving prison. Right. She is going to have to sit and suffer with what she gets from other prisoners. Yep. She's going to have to sit and suffer with what she did. And she's, I hope she's tormented every day yep. of her life. Absolutely. And what really sucks is we will never know why no. exactly, but the closest thing they could get to a motive, I think I've mentioned it before, is but it's just like jealousy she well even the judge said that yeah uh, that he felt that she was jealous of al Mm -hmm. and landon Landon. yeah and she thought that al was stepping out on her Mm -hmm. which even if he was it doesn't matter at the end of the day you don't take it out on a child right and al he met his now wife in a support group yeah because she's lost lost a child too i believe it was they took their own life which is terrible but like he got his happiness and like Think what you will that he's already remarried. Who cares? It's his life. But it's like they met in such a beautiful way. And they were able to come together Mm -hmm. and help each other grieve. Because she lost her son. I believe it was son. I apologize. It is a son, yes. Yes. But she lost her son the same year. So it was so close together. And like they can help each other and be there for each other. And, you know. And she even talked about that when they had the... um, the last, like, statements that mm-hmm. they say before yep. sentencing. She's like, you know, people can say what they want about me. She's like, but I also lost a son. Like, yep. this doesn't make it any easier. Right. This whole situation. I exactly. thought, I was like, damn, like, she's a bad bitch because she stepped yep. up. And you know what, Landon? I have to give her some massive oh credit, gosh. too. Oh, Her victim impact statement. Oh, God. See, so got chills all over again. Like, she. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Like, Landon and Judge Werner absolutely incinerated Letitia, with their words. And, like, in such a... Just eloquent. Eloquent. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Eloquent way. Like, it wasn't like, fuck you, you fucking asshole. Like, it was, like, beautiful, high vocabulary language. Yep. And very calm. Obviously, tearing and crying, but very calm in that anger. And I I was... That money she had, that statement written. Oh, Dude, I, I have chills again, dude. Yep, it was the, I do too. It was such an amazing impact statement. I was like... At one point, yes. she said something like, I'm landing, you cannot break me. Something like yeah. that. And it was just... Oh, oh see? I've never so had good. just rolling chills Dude, I so can't much. stop. Ah! Yeah. Okay. But it was just... Oh my gosh. It, it was, was beautiful. just... Incredible. Because I really... I worried... Yeah. Not that it was ever going to be a not guilty, but that there was going to be mistrial. That was just hanging in the back yeah. of my head. But the jury ultimately only deliberated like seven or eight hours. Yeah, it was a because very long. People Six thought, hours. Yeah, because people like took Friday into account, but they didn't actually deliberate on Friday. Nope. They had to pick a four person. They had to go and organize evidence. Like they only had a couple hours before mm-hmm. the courts closed. So they really only started that Monday. Yep. But yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so beautiful. It hey, was. By the way, four, four, four. Oh, four, four, four. <sighs> Interesting. I know. Um, and also that same week, Lori Vallow was. Oh, yes. Too. I was so yep. excited on that, too. I, that case is getting oh. plenty of notoriety. I'm not saying anything less like Tylee and JJ. I am so... And Chad Daybill's first wife, Tammy. She, they all yeah. got their justice. They finally, did. Finally. Finally. But just Gannon's case was not getting the attention that it needed. Yeah. So that's why we... I mean, it's a home case. It's a home state case. But 
It just was oh. a great week for justice for these babies. Yes, it was beautiful. I was yep. so excited to see two pieces of shit mm-hmm. with full-on sentencing. Yep. Got everything that they were hit with. Yep. Absolutely. And those amazing people and babies have justice mm-hmm. finally. And they can all rest. Have peace. And I'm sorry, but if like that if Gail did not show that he is able to finally have peace, like I don't care what you believe, but right. that is just the rainbow it's a sign. effect was a sign for yeah. me. Like yep. you know, I mm-hmm. just think I think that was Gannon coming out and saying thank you. Like yep. I'm I'm happy now. Mm-hmm. I have my peace and mm-hmm. you need yours as well. Yep. Okay. Sorry. So, on another note, I have no idea what you're bringing to the table today. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) This one's going to be a lot. She said, yep. (laughs) (laughs) This one's going to be a lot. But this is one, this is actually a kind of case, not this specific one, but the, the vernacular that it's in I guess is the word that I'm looking for is something that I've wanted to cover for a very long time Mm. and May was a very good month to cover it okay so I'm late however May 5th is recognized as the national day of awareness for missing and murdered indigenous women and girls uh shortened to MMIWG um it's throughout the U.S. and Canada so North America in general let's go The day actually came from a resolution proposal in 2017 from two Montana senators, Steve Daines and John Tester. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a representative. I forgot to write down his name. I'm so sorry, representative, but a representative also helped. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, The U.S. Senate passed the resolution in May of the same year, so in 2017. And the proposal was in response to the murder of a woman named Hannah Harris. Oh, I know this one. I did not. And I was very mad that I'd never heard of this. This makes me so mad. You want to know why I know this one? Mm-hmm. Is because of Up and Vanished. I got curious after he talked about Ashley and her mm-hmm. case. And so I started looking and then this case came up. And oh, okay, yeah. that's how I didn't it know it in that it would 2017. Come up with Ashley Lauren yeah. Gabby Runner because her case has been deeply involved in like a lot of these resolutions that came about mm-hmm. because of Hannah's case. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Um, But I'm going to tell her story today. Okay. But I'm also going to highlight the statistics and the important facts about missing and murdered indigenous people in general. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Hannah Harris, this is why I'm mad. Because I could find hardly anything at all on this and it made me so mad. When I Googled her name, it didn't even come up in suggested Google searches as her. That pisses me the fuck off. I think... Because she made a difference. There's literally things written into... U.S. law now. With her name. Right. Because of her. And she didn't fucking come up on Google searches. See, I'm already getting heated. Do fucking better, people. Well, you know, and I'm going to bring up Payne Lindsay again because Payne had the same problem with Ashley's case. Yep. And that's why he had to actually go into, like... The depths of the depths yeah, of the tribe. Yeah, he's not dead. Yeah, to talk to people because right. there was nothing. Right, because that one guy, oh, I can't remember his name. Paul. 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 Jesus. I thought he was going to kill Payne. I did too. Right. Oh. Seriously. They're, they're actually, like, and I'm not speaking bad about any indigenous tribes no. at all, but it, it is sometimes very terrifying to me because they are their own police. They right. are their own, like, almost like their own country. Well, and I'm sorry, but they have every right to fucking oh, protect absolutely. their land oh, absolutely. and to be cautious of people. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's a different game. When oh. you go on to their territory, it's a whole different fucking oh, game. very different. I, I don't believe in the separation of it, but I believe no. they have every fucking right oh, yeah. to protect absolutely. what little land they fucking have. Yes. See, I'm already getting mad. Yes. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oof. 
Okay. So what I could find is okay. the bare minimum. This okay. makes me so mad. Like I did, I couldn't even get a whole episode on her case if I tried. I'm bummed for you. Yeah. So what I could find. Hannah Harris was born on May 5th. So this was her birthday. What? And that's why they made that day what it was. Because her birthday. Oh. Yeah. She was born in 1992, I believe. Because she would have oh, celebrated baby. her 30th birthday in 2022. 2022. Yeah. Um, she was a citizen of the Northern Cheyenne Tribe in Montana. In 2013, when this case takes place, Hannah had a 10-month-old son. That was her first baby. She was a young mom. So, on July 4th of 2013, a 21-year-old Hannah left her home in Lame Deer, Montana. Um, I believe it was right on the reservation or just slightly outside of it. But she went to go watch fireworks, reportedly, for Independence Day. And her family never saw her again. Hannah's family reported her missing. But the disappearance wasn't taken very seriously. I'm not laughing. I'm so fucking irritated already. It's an uncomfortable laughter exactly. is what it is. It's like, not it's that just you're laughing ridiculous. at it. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like uncomfortability and exacerbation. Yeah. Because that's the story every damn time. Well, especially with indigenous people. Right. For whatever reason, like, it just gets swept under the rug. Right. And I hate that. Yep. I hate it. Exactly. But, like I said, it wasn't taken very seriously by local law enforcement. And I'm not sure... I read, I have a lot of sources on this, and I could never get a definitive answer if it was just, I think it's because of the jurisdictional issues. I don't think it was tribal law enforcement that were dropping the ball. It was the actual, like, state law enforcement. Well, and I think a lot of it times... It's muddy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It gets really muddy because on, on the reservation, they have their own, exactly. like I said, they have their own police force. Right. They have their own way of handling things. Yeah. And I do think there is, like, a muddy boundary where outside mm -hmm. law enforcement cannot come in and do things. I'm not sitting I'm here defending that. them. I'm just right. saying, like, it, yeah, it, it's a it very is. muddy, weird exactly. crossover that doesn't work. Yep, and I'm going to talk about that, too. Fabulous. Her car was eventually found abandoned with a flat tire at the end of a dead-end road, um, but there was absolutely no sign of her at all. In her car or anything, they could not find her. Eventually, I say eventually, but quickly, about four days later, I also saw one report that said five days later, volunteer searchers, which I didn't see anything about like a search party together, always with law enforcement, just volunteers, so do with that what you will. They found a body in a field near the Lame Deer Rodeo Grounds, and it did turn out to be Hannah. Oh. She was found close to where her car was discovered as well. Her body was so extremely decomposed due to the heat. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because it was in the Great Plains, and she's it's hot. It's and July. Well, July's right. the hottest month out of the year in the United yeah. States, so. Yeah. exactly. But she was so far decomposed that they could not even determine her cause of death. At all. In four or five days. That is extensive. That's like levels of someone being in water. It's just I wonder how outrageous. hot it was those days. I'm curious. I mean, I it know... It probably had to be in the high 90s, because Montana gets pretty hot in the yeah, summer. Yeah, I think it gets hotter than we do, even, in the plains. Yeah. And we get up to, like, almost 100 degrees, almost 100, usually, yeah. if not over. So, I don't know. Details of her disappearance are very sparse, like I said. Um, honestly, that's just par for any cases involving indigenous people, especially indigenous women. Yep. And children. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But after authorities found out what happened and who was involved they were able to put some of the pieces together. Okay. So police arrested two suspects almost a year after Hannah's death. 
Oh yeah, I in forgot March, it was that long. Yeah, in March of 2014. I don't even know how they ended up finding them. Like, I'm pretty sure they I've didn't never even it. seen how they found them. Like, there's yeah. never been a show about her that yeah. I know of anyway. I did come across there was an episode of True Life, True Crime on MTV. Oh. I didn't watch it, um, but I did use it for part of a source, but I do want to watch it and oh, see yeah, if I'm they were able to, to find see if it. they say anything. Yeah, but it wasn't in, like, the synopsis. Yeah, I've never seen anything about how they figured right. out who these people yeah. were. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows. Either, in my opinion, either someone snitched on them or they turned themselves in. That or there was some sort of DNA evidence in her car. It could be. Yeah. It could be. So, on the day that Hannah disappeared, it was reported that she was drinking with a woman named Eugenia Ann Rowland. And her common-law husband, so they weren't actually married, but had been together so long that they were married by common-law, Garrett Wada. One report says that they were also together on July 3rd, though. That they were, like, together the 3rd through the 4th. I don't know. Again, literally. I mean, I, I do that, too, or I'll see a friend one day, and then I'll see him the next day. Yeah. So. But on the first um, article that I read, it said that she had left her home on July 4th. Right. So it could have been that like they were, she like... She maybe hung out with them the day before. Yeah, and then came, came and hang out. Left again. Yeah. Or they were together the whole time. Either Who way. Who knows? Apparently, while they were together, a fight ensued at some point. Well, there's a reason why you really shouldn't drink alcohol. Right. <laughs> Roland's sister-in-law, Joy Means, I'm assuming it's Garrett's sister or mm-hmm. sister-in-law from one of Eugenia's relatives, okay. but either way, her sister-in-law... Um, ended up speaking with investigators and told them that Roland described killing Hannah to her. And I'm not sure if this was after they were arrested or if Joy talked to authorities before and that might be how they got arrested. No idea because there's nothing out there there's for you. To almost look at. jack shit on this case. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Eugenia told Joy that while the three were drinking um, in an abandoned trailer, that she had passed out at one point. She said she woke up screaming and yelling. I don't know why. No idea. And that she found Garrett, trigger warning, raping Hannah in another room. What the fuck? According to Roland's account, she tried to help Hannah, but Hannah, Hannah, oh my gosh, Hannah ended up hitting her. And it enraged her, I guess. And so then she told Joy that her and Garrett both beat Hannah until she was, I'm assuming, either deceased or very much unconscious. So one or two things happened. She was already dead or... She died after they disposed of her, which, fucking awful. At this point, after she was unconscious, they wrapped her lifeless body in a sheet, and then they dragged her outside. And that's the extent that I was able to find in probably the 20 things that I read of what happened. Mm, It makes me so mad. In 2014, Eugenia, she was from Pine Ridge, South Dakota, She pled guilty to the second degree murder of Hannah. She was originally supposed to go on trial, so I'm assuming she pled not guilty, but she changed her plea just days before her trial was supposed to start, and her defense attorney requested a 15-year term. Fuck you. Fuck you, man. For taking someone's life. No. Yeah. In 2015, so the next year, she was sentenced to 22 years in federal prison. Bullshit. I just rolled my eyes so hard. That's a real stupid sentence. Right. An absolutely stupid sentence. Garrett, so her common-law husband, piece of shit, was originally charged with the murder and with aggravated sexual abuse, but ended up taking a plea deal and agreed to testify against Eugenia. 
And so he was ultimately convicted of being an accessory after the fact for moving her body. I do not... Fucking bullshit! I don't understand how somebody can be the main murderer... Right. And they get off by tattling on the one who assisted. Well, no, to clarify, you, I think Eugenia was the main murderer. Like, she's oh. the one that started beating Hannah. And I... Like, from what it sounds like, by all accounts... Well, of course Hannah's Garrett gonna smack you. He's raping her. Right. Like... Right. And you're letting it happen. Right. And the fact that he didn't even have to fucking get convicted of anything for raping her. Oh, that's disgusting. It is. Oh, it's disgusting. It's absolutely despicable. Oh. It makes me so mad. Why? Why do... Why? Why is it allowed to I let know. people get away with... Right. Literally taking Getting a woman's body... Right. And using it how they see fit. Right. Or even a woman taking a man. I'll say right. it both ways. And then murdering that person? Mm-hmm. Like, ha- how? Right. How? Right. Do better. And she had, they had to have known each other before. Unless they, they did, like, randomly. They like they were friends. Right. Unless they did, like, randomly. Like, hey, you want to go drink? Some people, like, Some do people that. Do they do like that, meeting new yeah. people. But it seems like they knew each other beforehand. Yeah. It's absolute bullshit. I, it just made me rage. Oh, Absolutely made, made me rage. <laughs> so, Hannah's family was determined to raise awareness Love it. of missing and murdered Native women across America. Love it. They were not going to take this line down. Good. Absolutely. And they fought for her. I love it. They knew firsthand that these situations were not being handled properly at all. Unfortunately. Right. Hannah's mother, Melinda, really spearheaded the cause as far as I could see. And she's very proud that their goal came to fruition with this date being recognized now. Oh, I'm here And on for her it. birthday, no less, oh. you know? It's just such... To experience such tragedy, but to be able to actually make a difference and make an impact mm-hmm. through that is just so incredible. Mm-hmm. And they really did. And they held seven different walks to raise awareness prior to the resolution being passed. And Hannah's sister Rose had said in an interview, quote, For us, it's pretty much going to bring a lot of hope to not just us, but other families. I honestly think that she's looking down and she's smiling at everybody. And she's just reaching out to other families. So for me, it's just like her being here. Oh, that's precious. I know. It just warms my heart. In 2018, so the resolution for the day to be recognized was in 2017. So in 2018, Hannah's act was introduced. Mm. And the act gives the Montana Department of Justice the authorization to assist local law enforcement in missing persons investigations. Mm. So, making making steps. Hannah Harris's murder in conjunction with the epidemic, let's be honest, it really is, of abductions and murders of Native women across America. And also the complacency and the silence of the higher powers, you know, mm-hmm. in the judicial system, in our justice system, in law enforcement, who can actually make a difference is such a disservice to Indigenous people, especially women. Yeah. You know, across the country, across the United States and Canada. It's a problem. Truthfully, both. yeah, both. The U.S., Canada, and Alaska. You know, Alaska is a state, but it's separated. You know, mm-hmm. it's connected to Canada. But it's such a problem in North America in general. Mm-hmm. According to Native News Online, regarding May 5th's Missing and Murdered Indigenous Awareness Day, quote, Harris and countless other other missing and murdered indigenous persons are honored by Native Americans across the United States by wearing red, attending rallies, marathons, and other community events. 
A common thread presented in all stories was violence perpetrated against indigenous people. End quote. Love it. So that's what this day was meant to do is just raise awareness. So wear red. Okay. Exactly. Wear red on May 5th. Which actually kind of is ironic since it's also Cinco de Mayo and a lot mm-hmm. of people wear the Mexican flag that day. Right. So green, white, and red. So yeah, a lot of people true. are wearing red and not even realizing mm-hmm. what they're supporting yep. on top of what they're already supporting. Right. And what is awesome is even lawmakers are observing it. Even lawmakers oh, are wearing that. red and they're making it a point to, you know, acknowledge it like that's the bare minimum that you can do right and there was one lawmaker I I don't remember her name and I'm so sorry for not writing it down but she had draped like a red cloth over an empty seat to symbol to you know symbolize families that are missing one of their loved ones due to this that's precious yeah it's just a really beautiful symbol giving me hope that there's something in humanity out there right exactly The aim of this nationally recognized days, as well as other governmental measures, is to ensure immediate action when an indigenous woman goes missing. Mm -hmm. And really anyone. But it's really, you know, indigenous women and children are really the primary, not focus, but like they're the ones that, it's just the statistics are really lopsided because Mm -hmm. they experience more of this violence Mm -hmm. and they go missing at a higher rate. Tribal leaders and law enforcement need to be alerted right away. So that's what these measures are trying to do. There will be no more, quote, no action response. Which Love is, it. Right? Amazing. Rather, treating these instances like the crises that they are. Perfect. And treating them with high priority. That's what they should have been a long time ago. Right. Because there's a lot of these cases that I've heard of, like Ashley Loring Heavy Runner. Mm-hmm. Ashley Loring Heavy Runner, my goodness. That they're just like, oh, she just went off on her own volition. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. stop doing that that shouldn't be done anyway and i understand that law enforcement can't just use all of their resources for every single time this happens i understand that but you can use their nonprofit resources that mm-hmm. can be used there are people that create organizations for this purpose mm-hmm. there are volunteers that could go out searching for that you purpose. don't have to pay yeah It's the same as, like, back in, like, what was it, like, the 60s when, like, children would go missing and they would be like, oh, they just ran away. Like, it's no big deal. And then people were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. No, no, not every child is a runaway. And, you know, all those acts went into, like, Mm -hmm. actually looking into missing people and now there's, like, regulations on it. So this is great. Amber alerts. Silver alerts. alerts. Yeah. gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Stranger danger. Right. Exactly. So I think this is awesome because that's basically doing the same thing. It's starting Mm -hmm. to pave the way for, you know, looking for these indigenous women and men and children who go missing and not just sitting back and being like, eh, they'll come back. Yeah, exactly. it's no big deal. Exactly. Because many Native Americans don't live on tribal lands or they divide their time between state and tribal areas... A lot of issues come up with policies and jurisdictions, like we had talked about earlier. A lot of these issues stem from the 1956 Indian Relocation Act. This act pisses me off. This act caused most of the federal recognition of tribes to be dissolved, mm-hmm. which made it very hard for Native families to stay on their lands. Mm-hmm. So they weren't forcibly being removed, but they were making it very inconvenient and very hard for them to stay there because they wanted them to move, move to urban areas so they could have that land. Hmm. It makes me so mad. Federal funding also ceased for schools and hospitals on reservations, among many other things. The federal government did pay for the relocation of Native Americans to cities and gave some vocational training, but job discrimination 
ran rampant, and it still does to this day. And poverty to this day remains a leading issue for natives living in urban life, with air quotes, that are living in urban areas. Yeah. Because people are racist, and they suck. And it just baffles me, and I know our ancestors did this, but my gosh, we stole their land, and we can't even let them respect what little they have left. Mm -hmm. Just pisses me off to no end. According to National Indigenous Women's Resource Center, quote, the United States implemented in human governmental policies toward Indian nations and women. Congress, in its 2009 apology to Native peoples, acknowledged years of official depredations, ill-conceived policies, and apologized for the many instances of violence, maltreatment, and neglect inflicted on Native peoples by citizens of the United States. End well, quote. I mean, at least you can apologize. Right. But it's like... But it doesn't Too really... little, too late, man. Well, and, like, here's my thing, too, right? It's too little, too late, right? We can't do anything about it. However, right. just your apology doesn't really do a whole exactly. lot. So if you have something to say, fix it. Right. Put your money where your mouth is, because you get a lot of it. Yeah. And, and fix it. Yeah. Do something. Do something That's about always it. been my biggest complaint. Like, I can't change the past. I can't right. change what our ancestors did. I can't do any of that. But what we can do is instead of just apologizing... Making an absolute change in this nation. Putting ourselves on our trajectory to actually make a difference. And if we're even putting this under a microscope, and not even talking about all the way back to the Mayflower, you know, and going going in the way back machine, but even talking about just from when the stupid Indian Relocation Act went into place, 1956 to 2009. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I know. That is way too long of a time. And they're just going to apologize. Make a difference. And it takes indigenous people to actually make the difference. And it pisses me off. Because we all know that hardly anyone actually fucking listens to them. And it makes me so sad. You know, I will say that hardly anyone listens to anybody yeah. in this country. Yeah, unless you're a powerful person. Even if you're mm-hmm. a powerful person, like most people will find a way to poo-poo you if yeah. they don't agree oh, yeah. with what you have to say. Yep. We've Absolutely. become such an opposite country of what we used to be. Yep. It's just disgusting mm-hmm. to watch. Absolutely. Just the hatred that everybody has because they don't agree with somebody else. Yep. Absolutely. It's horrendous. Yeah. I agree. Completely. The foundation of the crisis of missing and murdered indigenous women is like two sides of a coin. Yeah. Official government laws and policies of depredations representing one side, tolerance and inaction the other. The movement for justice for MMIW challenges these separate crimes against Indigenous women and the systems that allows the crisis to continue. And that is still from um, the National Indigenous Women's Resource Center website. So just to kind of put it into statistical terms a little bit, because we just say, you know, it's happening a lot. It's an epidemic. It's a crisis. But what does that actually look like? Mm -hmm. I couldn't find any statistics for the past, like, three years so these are a little bit dated well i'm sure covid has a lot to do with yes that. <laughs> i would agree completely completely stupid covid right so in 2016 over 5700 american indian and alaska native women and girls only women and girls were reported missing through the department of justice's federal missing persons database holy shit and listen to this bullshit of those namus only logged 116 and NamUs is supposed to be the good ones, man. They're supposed to be the ones fucking helping. 
and making a difference. I was so disappointed in that. That hurts my heart. I know. I was so fucking disappointed in When that. you said NamUs, I was excited, and then yeah. you were like, No, only they completely let them down. It makes me so mad. I'm sure there's a reason, but what the fuck, man? Seriously. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ridiculous. I don't even think there is a reason. Probably not. But, you know, everyone tries to make one. In 2018 alone, the statistics surrounding missing and murdered Indigenous women showed that 506 cases were reported across just 71 selected urban cities that house Native people. Selected? Yes. I'm not sure what the rhyme or reason was for the selection, so I'm not sure, but it was just 71 cities. Only 71 cities. Think about that. And over 500. Yes. That were reported. You don't even know the others. Exactly. Yes. Of the 506, 128 cases were of missing Indigenous women, 280 were murder cases, 98 were unknown status cases. And the median age of all of these victims was 29 years old. Right. It's just you can't even fathom it. It doesn't... That's so many lives. I know. In one year. And in 71 cities. That's it. Unfairly taken right or taken against their will they may still be alive who right. knows right because sex trafficking is yes huge and here. trafficking makes a big makes up a big part of these oh, numbers i'm sure it does yes. because it's easier to go after you know the poor yes. areas of you know indigenous people than right. it is the higher class white class yeah exactly because people pay more attention to what's happening to those people than they do to what's happening to indigenous people Oh my god, yep. I'm disgusted. I know. Right no, I can't even like, I can't even put into words what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. I'm just gonna let you keep talking. Yep, it gets worse. Oh fuck, I'm not ready. <clears throat> According to the Department of Justice, the rate at which American Indian women are being murdered is ten times higher than the national average, and murder is the third leading cause of death for Native women. It is very important to note that Native Americans only make up two percent of the U.S. population, and they make up. It's a 10 times higher rate. So I'm curious though, what causes that? Like, is it within their own? It's in, a mix. In it's their, a mixture within of that, things. Or is it because they're leaving the reservation and it's happening? It's all. All of the above. Oh, wild. Yeah. All of the above. Oh. Because it happens within the reservation. Yeah. Like, I, I know Ashley there's Loring a lot of problems inside the reservation. I'm sure right. it came from the fact of like... They literally got shit on. Exactly. They got put into this tiny ass spot. Yes. And they're they in have, despair. They have been offered shit their entire yeah. lives. And I'm not making excuses right. either way on that, truthfully. But like, right. thing, there is a domino effect here mm-hmm. that you have to take into consideration. Right. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. that breaks my heart. I know. <sighs> Another notable commission that is being worked on is the Not Invisible Act. Oh. This I focuses. Heard of this one. You haven't? Uh Uh-uh. I think it'll ring a bell once I start talking about it because it kind of intertwines with a few other things. Okay. But it focuses on reducing crime against Native Americans and indigenous peoples within tribal areas and also against American Indians and Alaska Natives. A similar proclamation to this has been introduced in the Navajo Reservation as well, which is the largest. Yeah, it is. Another day of note is February 14th. Which I kind of love Our that they took Valentine's Day. Love it. <laughs> which is... Singles Awareness Day. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women National Day of Action and Awareness. Ooh, what color do we wear that day? 
Um, I didn't see actually. This one I, I think is more about actually like taking action and getting uh, out there. Okay. So on this day, activist groups organize women's memorial marches around North America, so the U.S. and Canada, on this day in protest of class disparity, inequality, racism, and violence against Native Americans. The largest of the marches happens in Vancouver, British Columbia. I love Canada. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yep. The Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women's Movement, um, or MMIW, like I said, has gained a lot of traction, especially over the last few years. A red hand over the mouth being its oh, symbol. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the red hand over the mouth has become a symbol with this movement. And according to Native Hope, a website that I found, they say, quote, a red hand over the mouth has become the symbol of the growing movement, the MMIW movement. It stands for all the missing sisters whose voices are not heard. It stands for the silence of the media and law enforcement in the midst of this crisis. It stands for the oppression and subjugation of Native women who are now rising up to say, hashtag, no more stolen sisters, end quote. Chills. I love it. To kind of wrap this all up, it's very important to note that while missing Indigenous women and children are the primary target of violence and trafficking among Native Americans, this falls on men, mm-hmm. boys, and the elderly. Yes. Like, it's everyone. It really is. As such, murdered and missing Indigenous people, or MMIP, is a notable cause. Okay. Statistics show that 82% of Indigenous men experience violence at some point in their life. And Native children are more likely to experience violence or some kind of trauma in their lives compared to non-Native people. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's important to note these disparities between Native and non-Native people, Mm -hmm. you know? And to speak up about it, just because they have their own, you know, law enforcement and they handle things their own way does not make them any less. Well, and I also feel like they don't really have a voice on the reservation. I feel like a lot of them are silenced. Mm -hmm. And so the best way you can support them is by saying something or supporting something and helping to, like you said, be their voice. Because... A lot of them can't. Right. There's a lot of restriction on those Mm -hmm. reservations that even we don't know. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But those who are heard more, just by default, as stupid as it is, be their voice. Oh, yeah. Speak up for them. Speak for them. Acknowledge them. (laughs) Like, that's it. And don't wait until they're murdered and their body's found to say something. Exactly. Say something before that happens. Yes. 100%. You can find websites that are just pages long of names of people that are missing. And their remains haven't been recovered. They don't know what happened to them. There are pages and pages. And I'm offering, I'm going to include so many resources in Mm -hmm. our show notes. And I'm going to try to find, I had found a website that just lists so many names. And I'm going to try to find that again. I thought I had bookmarked it, but I didn't. Um, But if I can, I'll post post that in the show notes. But... If you have any information or tips regarding missing or murdered Indigenous people, please call 1-833-560-2065. You can text 847-411 or email OJS underscore MMU at BIA.gov. And I'll put all that in the show notes as well. That's wild. Yeah. That was actually a really good topic because it does not get talked about enough. Especially in this country. Right. And I do want to do another 
episode kind of highlighting more cases Mm -hmm. too but I just kind of wanted to cover this in general since we you know passed May 5th as well but it's just and I will say I mean I am a lot more aware of you know the MMIW cause in the past few years which is awesome Mm -hmm. but there's still so much more that could be done and the fact that something like Hannah's murder and murders before her have to make something like this mm-hmm. a thing because they weren't being taken seriously. They weren't, you know, circulated as much. And like I said, the fact that I could hardly find anything on this case infuriated me. Like, literally, an act was brought in to the U.S. government. Yeah, because I think you had, like, what, two paragraphs on her life? Like, yeah. that's about all you could find? Yeah. That's ridiculous. That was it. It <clears throat> is. It's absolutely ridiculous. I feel like, unfortunately, that there's so many things like that in the entire world like Mm -hmm. where we just I I don't know when the shift happened maybe I just maybe it's always been like this and because we didn't have like as much social media like it wasn't as well known yeah I think things being under the microscope yeah but I just feel like we have such a horrendous world where you know a life is is not precious anymore a life is you know, fuck it, like... A life is currency. Yeah. In many ways, and that's terrifying. Yeah. Like, this world scares me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, you know, a lot of people always are like, oh, you know, are you ever gonna have kids? And I'm, be honest with you, I'm on the fence on that one, because truthfully, like, I don't know if I want to bring a human into what this world is going to become in the next, like, hundred years. Right. You know? Right. There's a reason that millennials aren't having children until their 30s, or aren't having children at all. Yes. And people are having a conniption about it. Like, A, it's their life. Mind your business. It costs zero dollars to mind your own fucking business. <laughs> B, well, they've we come- have literally millennials, especially in America. Literally, our fucking life has just been war has the been entire a trauma time we've after, been They alive. actually came out with a study on millennials in the United yeah. States and how the reason why so many of us have mental health problems mm-hmm. and the reason why Anxiety. so many of us have <laughs> failed marriages, so many of us choose not to get married, so many of us don't have yep. children, is because of the back-to-back-to-back trauma that we have literally yeah. hit. And my, I tried to explain this to my mom and dad, and they were like, but we saw wars. And I was like, yes, you did see wars. However, because I have boomer Not parents. Not for your entire life, though. Right? I have boomer parents. Yeah. You have to remember that. Yeah. Um, but, like... Mine were late boomers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mine are full boomers. Like, <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, but the thing that people have to remember is, like, we literally started from almost, I would say, middle school. Mm-hmm. Was 9-11. Yeah. Starting in technically for those of us in the 80s, so the start mm-hmm. of millennials, we were in middle school starting with 9-11. Yep. We've, before that we had Y2K, which was like the most terrifying mm-hmm. clock ticking moment of my life. I'll be honest yeah. with you. They told us that the world was going to end when the we Gulf hit 2000. We babies. Yep. Gulf yeah. War when we were babies. Mm-hmm. And then like continual back to back. I mean, we had the war in Iraq. We've had... You know, all of these crazy... Since 9-11 happened, we have do, been in a war the entire yes, rest of our lives. There has not been a stop for us. Right. And it. And I'm not sitting here saying, like, feel sorry for millennials by any no, means. but, but like, that's why. This is why we're <laughs> the way we are. And this right. is why, like, this kind of stuff that you're bringing to the forefront terrifies mm-hmm. me. Yep. For if I was to have a child, uh, do I really want my child to have to deal with this? Right. Especially when I'm gone? Absolutely right. not. And I keep reading stories of people going to the grocery store and almost getting trafficked. Oh, dude, in our area. Here in this area. Yeah. yeah. I have to, like, when I go by myself, I keep myself on full alarm. Yep. 
Full alarm. Same. Because yep. you have to now. That's yep. how horrible it's gone. Yep. I've literally I watched... I watched the entire time. Dude, I... My niece got, like, tracked into a Walmart the other day. Dude. And Mm-mm. she saw it, and she called him out on it. Yep. My niece doesn't give two shits, and I love it. But yep. They're getting so... Right. Unfortunately smart. Be um, loud. Cause a scene. If you are in a public place... That's the thing. They think that they can do this in a public place. Cause a fucking scene. Mm-hmm. Crime junkie. They say what? Be weird. Be loud. Something. Fuck politeness from MFM. Yep. Don't ever give a fucking mm-hmm. shit about someone else if they do not have your best interest and at heart. And the thing, too, that you can always do that I've learned from, actually, TikTok, ironically enough, mm-hmm. is if you know, if you feel uncomfortable, you mm-hmm. can walk to the store staff yeah. and ask them to give somebody to walk you to your vehicle. Yep. thousand percent. Whether it's a manager or another mm-hmm. staff member, and they will do it. Right. I don't think I've seen one yet that said no. Right. Yep, absolutely. Just be careful. And there's a case that I've wanted to bring to the table since we started the mm-hmm. podcast, and it's actually one of my college friends who went missing, and I'm 99.9% yeah. sure she was trafficked. Right. I know. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. And it wouldn't be surprising at all. And she was a tough cookie, so right. the fact that she could get trafficked says a lot to me. Because anyone can. Because yeah. anyone can have their guard down. Facts. For enough. That's why, like... I have resting bitch face all the time. Oh, I look completely too. unapproachable, and I do that for a reason. <laughs> I I've literally been like that. Side eye now, so yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally been like that. You're such a teenager. You would <laughs> shut up. Put bombastic side eye, some TikTok <laughs> shit, and do a conversation. How are you older than me? <laughs> god, this is why everybody thinks I'm in my twenties. Yeah, literally. Oh my god, <laughs> not like, you that make I... me feel old, and you're older than me. <laughs> Not that I don't dress like I'm in my <laughs> 20s either. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's just a very important topic that yes. needs to be talked about more. Absolutely. Um, and don't just wait for things to happen to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that to myself, too, because oh, I'm yeah. just as guilty of it. But... Well, it's usually that whole idea of out of sight, out of mind. Right? Yes, like, exactly. And that's not me making an excuse. It's just, unfortunately, kind of how our brains work. Right. So you just have to be conscious of it. And right. Well, act on it. And for me, I'm not big on social media, but I talk about these things in person, but I don't talk to a lot of people. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's wrap this up because it's already 5.30. Okay. So, yeah, I just... Well, thanks for uh, yeah. bringing that to the forefront. We of course. That. Yeah, it needed to be talked about. Yeah, we did. So, yeah. Um, if you want to send in any case suggestions, I have one that's on the docket that we got from a listener. Um, we'll probably be the next one that I do so in a few weeks um but otherwise if you want to send us your own case suggestions you can send them to our email in the nick of crime podcast at gmail.com you can also send it on our social media but we would prefer email because it's easier to keep those organized um you can follow us on our socials everything's in our link tree in our show notes click it or take it okay Corny's dumb <laughs> I just, I get so excited. I just wait for you to say it. I I watch you say it. And that's why I try to like, (laughs) to like space it out. So you're just like waiting. Dig it! (laughs) It's your Uh, child. (laughs) So I told you, I'm like a 12 year old boy stuck in a 35 year old woman's body. It's fine. This is valid. So with that, keep it creepy and stay freaky. And we will hopefully see you guys next Tuesday. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. 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 Adios, amigos. Bye. Wow.